0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: Despite the ticking time bomb that is Granite Xhaka attempting to disembowel Diogo Jota, it would turn out that the Arsenal man's red card challenge wouldn't be the biggest kick to the gut tonight at Anfield. Good evening everyone and welcome to the post-game pod on the Blood Red channel after Liverpool were held to a 0-0 draw by the Gunners in the first leg of the League Cup semi-final. Well, that really was a drab affair, wasn't it, Reds, with Arsenal dropping back into two banks of five and Liverpool only managing one shot on target against the ten men. Despite an absolute sitter from Takumi Minamino in front of the cop in the dying embers, the Reds failed to make any more chances. Though it was a frustrating evening for Jurgen Klopp's side, there's still next week's second leg at the Emirates Stadium and the Reds can hope to still meet Chelsea in the final of the League Cup. We'll try and analyse what went wrong tonight, and we have an expert panel of guests to do so with Paul Ghost, Matt Addison, Jurgen Klopp in his press conference, and Reds fans Mike Holt, Mark Baker, and Samuel Thomas. So, this is bound to be a more enjoyable affair than that match.
0: The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
2: Liverpool's hopes of a first league final in a decade have been dealt a big blow this season after a goalless draw with Arsenal here at Anfield. Uh, the Gunners played uh, over two thirds of the game with the man left after Granit Xhaka was uh, sent off uh, just over to my right hand side as Diogo Jota went clean through on goal. The uh, Switzerland international midfielder kind of uh, almost uh, tackled the Liverpool forward in the chest with a crude attempt to win the ball and was duly sent off by referee Michael Oliver. And then from there on in, it looked as if Liverpool had the uh, numerical advantage to go on and really squeeze the game and uh, take the tie away from Arsenal. Uh, this was an Arsenal team who were beaten 4-0 here at Anfield on November the 20th. But uh, a Liverpool team without Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane and Naby Keita really struggled to create anything of note. Um, even with Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino in the front line, uh, Liverpool didn't really do much in terms of uh, an attack and threat that Arsenal. Uh, To be fair to them, uh, not exactly a team known for their reserves of character and resilience but they uh, dug in, they defended really well at times and made sure that uh, Liverpool didn't have too many chances to write home about. Um, Curtis Jones had Liverpool's only shot on target in the 90-second minute. Uh, Takumi Minamino should have won it um, when he uh, had the whole goal to aim at at the cop end in the dying uh, few seconds and he sliced it into the cop and the groans were probably audible all around Anfield and Stanley Park, Um, so Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, unable to really put the screws on Arsenal, and as I say, Arsenal defended well, but um, were forced into a couple of changes. Uh, Cedric Suarez was brought off early on for Callum Chambers, and Bukayo Saka was brought off late on, and uh, even with all the injuries and the COVID issues within the Arsenal camp, and the fact that they had a man less, Liverpool were um, unable to take advantage of any of it, so it's probably... Advantage Arsenal, you would say, now next week's semi-final second leg at the Emirates. uh, Liverpool will need to perform a lot better than this if they are to make it to the final where Chelsea await. It's finished here in Anfield. Liverpool nil, Arsenal nil.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
3: Hello, it's Liverpool.com and Blood Reds Matt Addison outside Anfield. A frustrated Anfield, I think it's fair to say, after that Carabao Cup first leg, nil-nil with Arsenal. Liverpool playing against ten men for the majority of it, though they'll feel that they probably could have done a little bit more. Of course, the spotlight will be on Afcon, the, the missing players, obviously Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, Naby Keita as well. Possibly could have been one of those. Obviously, one of his best performances, I think, of, of the season in the previous round against Leicester. He could have been a bit of a, a useful asset for Liverpool to try and break down Arsenal who I thought to be honest played quite well I think uh, that the spotlight though really has to to be on Liverpool to to do a little bit more I think it's fair to say uh, you know a couple of those players didn't really uh, put themselves in, in the best light I thought Takumi Minamino did okay actually for the majority of it but Listen, when you, you miss a, a chance like that at the end, it, that's you know what people are going to come away from the ground talking about. He wasn't the only one either. I thought it was uh, an interesting decision, uh, to say the least, to play James Milner. Obviously, Curtis Jones and, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain came off the bench. You do wonder, in hindsight, possibly Jurgen Klopp might have played one of those two to be a little bit more adventurous, obviously, playing at Anfield. Obviously he didn't know that they were going to go down to 10 men of course but it's uh, one of those situations where you fancied that Liverpool could possibly put one foot in the final but it just wasn't to be there. Obviously once Granite Shacker gets sent off and it's uh, an absolute nailed on red card obviously a strange tackle, a very high tackle, it could have been a red anyway but the fact that Diogo Jota was straight through on goal I think just seals it for, for Michael Oliver, the referee. Um, yeah, a- after that point... Not really much went well for for Liverpool. It was uh, a very, very strange game, really. It reminded me, actually, of, of the Chelsea game earlier on this season. Uh, not the first time that Liverpool have struggled against 10 men and just didn't quite have the movement, didn't have the, the creativity and the, the guile to be able to play their way through. And to be honest, I still fancied them to get through. I know uh, the away end was uh, gleefully singing about going to, to Wembley. I mean, that was with 20 minutes of the game left. They were doing similar as well at, at full time, but obviously still a second leg to be played I'm sure you know in previous seasons Jurgen Klopp has called for um just a, a one-legged semi-final I'm sure this time he probably is quite glad that it's it's two because you know even if that had gone all the way through extra time and all the way through penalties it, it just didn't look like Liverpool were going to score so yeah a, a frustrating one for them there is obviously that second leg to to be able to um go to to the Emirates and put in a much better performance so hopefully Liverpool can do that but yeah, not too many positives tonight, not too many things to uh, to write home of, uh, about, in, in fact. I mean, it's been a, a long time since I've done one of these reports and it's uh, been a long time since Liverpool played that poorly as well. So, look, there'll be lots of talk about Liverpool's performance. There'll be lots of talk about the players who weren't there. I think for me, it's not really about Mohamed Salah being missing. I've seen that point being made a few times since the final whistle. I think for me, it's more a case of, what we knew already to be honest which is the backup options Kumi Minamino and co maybe not quite at the level certainly not at the level of Mohamed Salah but possibly not at the level that they possibly could be for Liverpool to go as far as they want to this season so yeah a frustrating one but there is of course a second leg still to be played Liverpool very much still in the game at the very least and you know I think Arsenal will be the uh, Much the happier of the two sides after today's game. But as I say, still fancy Liverpool to uh, put up a a good fight in the second leg. If they can play a little bit better than that, they will give themselves every chance. And look, if Liverpool play anywhere near to the level that they can do next week, they'll still go through to Wembley. So nothing too much to worry about, I don't think. Even though at uh, the end at Anfield, nil-nil, not too many positives. I still fancy them to get themselves into that final against Chelsea
1: game podcast on the Blood Red channel. So, frustrating night. Um, why do you think your, your team found it so difficult to create chances when you had that numerical advantage for so long?
4: First and foremost, I, think I don't think that even you uh, saw so this is the first time in the history of football uh, so things like this happened our situation and we say before that's not an an explanation uh we obviously for for the, the the obvious reasons we had to change the lineup tonight uh, and um and i really liked the way we started in the game i thought i thought so absolutely everything what we wanted to see in the beginning we were um front footed the a light play, we were direct in the right moments. We switched during the right moments. We 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 started a game like we wanted to start. And it was a red card. And you play against a low block. And against a low block is with the most fine tuned team. It's it's difficult. So and obviously we are not and then we have on top of that we made a few wrong decisions. We were, we were, we felt too much rush. We, we, it looked like all of a sudden we felt under pressure, which doesn't make sense, but it looked for me a little bit like that um it's a typical situation from you go for to win something tonight and you in a in a second you turn into a situation where you can lose something and um that's what i saw in the first half then we um tried to change second half a couple of things uh, especially that we want to have um, changing the the way they had to defend us like with the especially curtis now dribbler on the wing that he that he is really active there that he tries to 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 to, to give them some different problems than before um i thought it worked out quite well then we changed it tried to do the same thing on the right side with nico um was not bad as well so but we couldn't create enough um of course not for for the situation we were in with playing against ten man for i don't know how long so that's clear but again this is a cup competition it's um, a two leg um semi-final it's half time and it's no nil. No. and um even when probably arsenal feels in a moment in a better position we don't think this tie is over for us so we will give it another proper try next thursday
5: okay sam wallace next please
1: hi Jürgen. i was just going to ask how, how you saw the tie and do you, it's obviously going to be a very different game at the emirates it, it may well suit you uh suit you a bit better with, with them forced to come out and
3: an attack at home?
4: <laughs> I have no idea what Arsenal will do when we when we face them at, at, at Arsenal. So, we will see that. Um, it's not in my... Sorry, I know, but it's not in my mind at the moment. My my mind is already Brentford on Sunday. So, um, from Monday on, you can ask me about these kind of things, what we will do there. But it's... um how sad. We know we can play better and we know we have to play better and that's what we um, will do what we will work on, that's clear. Um, again, a lot of things um, I like, but the, the general outcome was not good enough. That's uh, that's a, 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 another proof, or it's a truth of this game. And um, we have to accept that for the moment, and from here we go.
2: Okay,
3: we'll take two more questions. So Karl Markham first, and then Dave Maddock, please.
2: Hi, Jürgen. Um, I'm just wondering,
1: do you think the players were trying too hard to 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 win it, to get a, an advantage, because this was the home game?
4: Yeah in, yeah in moments yes uh, after the red card yes what i said uh, it looked like we feel, we feel we fell under pressure that makes no sense but it's human that's how we are um, how i said you you go out there and you go for winning something special and then um, all of a sudden it feels like you know, from now on from this moment on we only can lose again it would it's difficult but if you have then a, a, a well settled formation a fine-tuned um, patterns all these kind of things then it's 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 still difficult, but obviously a bit more uh, bit easier. And tonight we had to face them on top of that with a with a pretty new lineup. Had to had had to face that that's the situation. We were creative enough, definitely. We did a lot of things, not good enough. Uh, but again, in the end, it's nil nil. Half time, let's go. Okay, and finally, Dave Maddock, please. Uh, Jurgen, obviously you
1: were you were without um, Salah and Mane tonight, and and it. Obviously, it looked obviously like you missed them. You're bound to miss them, but it it also brings questions as well from the fans about the situation with with salary and money and contracts and stuff. I mean, do you feel that that it it, it is a, a tough blow for you in in January to be without them for possibly the whole month? <laughs>
4: Tell me one team who wouldn't miss Sadio Mane, um, Mosul, and Navigator. Um, Yeah, of course, I miss them. I've been you know that already for for years uh, that it could happen. So it's now. Could you be been better prepared for it? I don't think so because all the things what we did in the past were well, because we had the team we had. So that's the situation. And um, what I don't like too much if always journalists ask me questions, um, but people, but for our fans. But our fans um, worry about it, understand that I'm that close with our supporters that you can ask these questions. So, um, worry about contract situations, stuff like this, um, and nothing to do with the game tonight, absolutely nothing. This was what we had tonight, we a football problem, and this team which we lined up tonight can use, can um, play, or solve that football problem, definitely. But we should not ignore there's opponent fighting as well for something. It was a very passionate performance by Arsenal tonight, that's why it was a nil that's fine we accept that but from here we go
2: okay
3: guys thank you very much thank you.
0: Leave you there. the post-game podcast on the blood red channel michael from the go in the match podcast uh with my review on that shocking performance from liverpool um in the carabao cup semi-final against arsenal um before oh, don't really know where to start with that one um really poor performance from the reds um if this is a sign of things to come without Mane and Salah um having no shots on target against a 10-man arsenal team then I think we can be pretty concerned um yeah obviously as we touched on there 10 men very early on Jack are going off of the straight red, um, Stonewall red card really, you know, he's, he's known for one of them. Um, but I think that almost played into their hands in, this, in the sense that they just went for the low block and we couldn't break them down. Um, that was the story of the match, um, as everyone will probably say. But I suppose what I'm really frustrated at is, in my own opinion, as soon as they went down to 10, I think we should we should have been looking at making that sub instantaneously. We should have been looking at bringing on Curtis Jones, Oxley Chamberlain, one of the two on for Milner, um, because the patterns of play was so slow, um, and obviously Arsenal had to go with that low block, and they just sat in and just said you're going to have to beat us, um, and we didn't really start to break them down properly until they last you know five ten minutes. By that time, it's too late. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was probably due to the fact that we brought Oxley chamberlain and Curtis Jones on. Um, both made an impact when they came on, running with the ball from deep, taking people on. Um, in that midfield of Henderson, Milner and Fabino, you know, it's just, you can't play the lads because the managers put them together, but and they, you can't fold a commitment, but it's just, it's not a system that will work against a 10-man team. They're not creative enough um talking about the captain tonight jordan henderson I thought it he was shocking i don't think i've had i've seen him have a, a very good game for a while now i think he's been very poor and today he was really poor don't really know what don't really know what's up with him at the moment um defensively we were fine but we didn't really have much to do um i was slightly concerned with robertson's performance don't think he was great um, I was kind of surprised that he actually did start over uh, McCast, to be honest. But he wasn't—he wasn't really on it um, up front. Minamino, oh, that that miss at the end—you know that's uh, unforgivable. You know, oh, you know, I really want—I Ta- really want Taki Minamino to do well. But <laughs> these are the chances where he's got to really show what he's about and what he can do to earn a place and. You know, if you can't if you can't take his opportunity, then you struggle to struggle to back the lad. Um, that miss is pretty terrible, but throughout the game we didn't really do much. Jota and Jota and Firmino, yeah, not their best nights. Um, wasn't really impressed with Firmino, but Jota kept trying, you know, you couldn't fault it. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's 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 a two legged affair. Um, fair play to Arsenal, you know, they did what they needed to do. They they were gritty, they they held their own and you know they'll be happy with that result there um but it's just it's really disappointing from liverpool that um not really what i was expecting when i seen that team come out uh would be interesting to know what the manager thinks um but i mean yeah, to summarize i suppose i was really disappointed with the with the subs not getting made early um don't think tactically we were we were on the ball tonight um when we did have the ball It's disappointing, but, you know, we go into Brentford at the weekend. Hopefully, we can pick up three points start get a bit of league form again. You know, that's really started to tail off recently, um, especially with Chelsea and City playing at the weekend. Half-12 Saturday, I think that is. So, you know, if we can't get the win this weekend, I think it is pretty much all but done in the league. So, we need to keep positive about that. So, heads up, we'll regroup um, and see what Sunday
5: brings us. Really disappointing performance from Liverpool in the Cup semi-final against Arsenal tonight. And Liverpool have obviously got a big month coming up in which they're missing their best attacking players in Manny and Salah. And it was always going to be a question of how Liverpool fare or are going to fare within the next few games without them players because since Manny and Salah have been at the club, Liverpool have never really had to play without the players I mean there was a period when obviously Manny was there the season before and he missed a large chunk of the, the second half of that season and Liverpool really struggled without him and then obviously Salah came to the club the season after and the and the pair of them basically played all the games really there's been very few in which either are out and certainly not games in which both are out and you've seen the drop off in the level of Liverpool's attack and play without them within the side today and Liverpool have got some big games coming up. it will be really interested to see how they, they manage to cope with that. I think a surprising one for me was knowing that both of them players are out today, that Liverpool didn't incorporate a more attacking midfield player in, in terms of the three that they lined up with. I've said for a few weeks now, I don't really understand the inclusion of James Milner having for a few years now in terms of the level he's playing at to play central midfield for Liverpool. And it, in a specific period coming up where Liverpool are going to need goals from other areas, it was a a surprise to me not to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or Curtis Jones included in that three. Um, Obviously, as the game progressed, then they they came onto the field of play. But I think the other thing you've got to consider with Liverpool is getting through this period is that Firmino's just coming back from an injury and it's been quite strange for Firmino really because he's a player who's, who's one of his big, biggest and best traitors is his availability, always available throughout the seasons for Liverpool, but he's never really had to react or come back from a long-term injury either and he has been out for a few months now in terms of knocks that he's he's picked up and obviously he has to get back to the, the, the previous levels and we know within the last few years there has been a drop-off in performance from Firmino so you're asking him to get back up to a level in which he can make realistic and and decisive contributions in the final third without the players who are so key to liverpool finishing moves and who he's been so reliant on finishing in terms of he makes quite a a lot in liverpool's uh, attacking third of course a brilliant combination link player but he's never really been the one tasked with scoring the majority of the goals and obviously that will fall on him even more so now with the, the two players being out i mean jota as well today played from the right-hand side, you would say that actually Jota's probably preferred position is to play off that left-hand side like he did for Wolves, but the only other real player who can play in the front three at this moment in time is Minamino. As a as a highest line player, someone whose predominant position is there and he's only really going to play off that left-hand side. I can't see him really fitting anywhere else, which means you then have to move Jota. So it's a bit of a, a Rubik's cube that Liverpool are having to to manipulate up there. tasks. also with the factors that I've just brought in, and Firmino coming back from injury, and Minamino, we know probably isn't at the level to play for Liverpool, and is very much a reserve second choice. And I think when you think about Liverpool, I mean, since they they won the Premier League, obviously winning the Champions League as well, and Thiago coming into to Liverpool's squad. You looked at that with Thiago coming in and building on what Liverpool already had there and you felt that is going to take some real stopping in terms of an 11 and even a 14 or 15 players. But the frustration's been that it's never really occurred since then that Liverpool have had all them players available to make up their best 11. And that that's obviously a major issue because you're competing against a, a fantastic manager, a fantastic team with multiple options all over the field of playing off the substitute bench. And Liverpool were always gonna be finely tuned in terms of missing players, but I don't think anyone could have imagined that in the two seasons since Thiago's come, Liverpool decimated by injuries in the in the first season in the back line, which rejigged the whole lineup. So it was never comparable to the teams that had gone before. And this season, with the elements of COVID absences, Thiago himself has had long-term injuries throughout the the course of the season, only participating in nine games. And again, you just almost get that sense when Liverpool's line-ups announced that it's just that nagging feeling that are Liverpool going to ever be able to put out what they would consider their best side that would have been able to compete right to the death in in the Premier League race? and obviously Gini Wijnaldum leaving in the summer and there's been a lot of talk about Royal Liverpool miss Wijnaldum well the simple issue is that Liverpool do miss Wijnaldum because at this moment in time because essentially if Thiago was playing every single football match or a large majority you would say that what he brings to the table is is far more than Alden. his skill set, his, his ability to to influence the game in the highest areas obviously far outweighs Wijnaldum but Wijnaldum is far better than anyone who's making up that third midfield place for the vast majority of this season, and, and by, by a long distance. And I know that Wijnaldum isn't a player who's going to contribute goals to the team, but what he does do is he set, he has that element of control, a brilliant balance player in the midfield, always durable, always available, but brilliant technical quality and brilliant but um, press resistance. Meaning that, again, Liverpool have been weakened in that area considerably with his departure. So all these elements have come together and you see Liverpool obviously play against Arsenal today without two more of the key players and it's going to be like that for a few weeks. And Liverpool have got to somehow navigate this period and be able to influence the game in the final third enough to put themselves in a position where they're still likely to be there or thereabouts. Realistically, it may already be gone with how City are playing and the the issues Liverpool have encountered in the last few weeks and will do so in, in the coming weeks. But it is something that probably Liverpool will have to look at in, in, during the, the summer transfer window because I think things do need to change in that sense. You've got a couple of players, some players in the Liverpool squad who are probably coming to their end of the time at Liverpool and that new blood and new quality, and I'm not talking about uh, high amounts of numbers, I'm talking about just genuine few players in each area or each unit of the side to make a big difference to Liverpool and when you think of Liverpool and you think of how they break teams down they're never going to be like Manchester City and be, have multiple players and cut through you with a pass because they simply don't have them in the squad but what Liverpool have been, always been fantastic at is making the game frantic making the game chaotic winning the ball back high transitioning quickly over short distances to put their, their forward players who've been amongst the best in Europe and um, with a ruthless streak to finish teams off but it wasn't. It wasn't there tonight. Liverpool were, were not quite there in terms of their all-round game, in terms of their ability to win the ball back, in terms of their ability to play quickly with that midfield as well, and also then they didn't carry that threat with the individuals in the final phase. So, it, it just sums up what Liverpool are missing in key areas for me. So frustrating, and we'll see how the next few weeks play out.
1: Samuel Thomas here. Give my thoughts on Liverpool nil, Arsenal nil. And uh, the Carabao Cup semi-final, uh, I thought it was a pretty inauspicious start. Really, neither team giving too much, showing too much in attack. Uh, and then, obviously, came what we thought would be a pretty crucial moment in the game, where Jota was in on goal, and Jaka does what Jacka does best, and with a pretty brainless act. Um, it's kind of a running joke between me and my friends that Jaka is the most inexperienced experienced player on the circuit, but that means that despite I'm um, being around the block, he, he still plays as if he's come out of the youth team uh, and he's playing his well, was on his debut or something. But um, yeah, you expect nothing less from him and we thought it'd be a big moment because obviously playing against 10 men for the best part of 70 minutes is um, a pretty big advantage. But then you look back at performances like Chelsea Chelsea at home this year when they went down to 10 men. Uh, and kind of over the course of the last two or three years have been sporadic performances where people play a deep block uh, and we we struggle to break them down really. Um, you look at teams like City with Bernardo and Grealish and technical players like that and I think that's one area where we could certainly look at and think that we're far weaker in the respect that when we do play against those type of teams we just can't break them down really and that was the story of the night even though we had... 14 shots or wherever it was um none on target and i know minamino had a really good chance at the end due to kind of a blunder from ramsdale um we didn't really create anything of any you note know, in fact looking back i can't remember anything uh, and a pretty disappointed night really and, and unless there's radical changes next week um i struggle to see how we can go through to be honest i hate being pessimistic but if we can't create anything against Ten men, I know, all right, there's not much space when there's deep block, but you've got to, you hope, it. I'm not sure if Tiago will be back there, um, but I'd certainly start Oxlade-Chamberlain. I mean, fair play to Milne, he keeps himself in great shape, and same with Henderson, but there's no way those those two should be starting midfield in a game that was clearly so important to Klopp. Um, and yeah, just a disappointing even really. I think the league's pretty much out of reach now. There's no way we're going to catch City with the form we're in. Um and he really, I think he'll really target the cups this year. So he's still in the Champions League. Got Milan. Uh, is it on the eighth, eighth of March? I think the home leg is. Um and I think he will target the cup competitions. And to put in such a a weak performance as that, I know we're missing Marne and Salah, but if anything, it just highlighted how reliant on Salah we are um, in particular. Uh, and if we don't put up the money, we could be kind of slipping back to that third or fourth region every year and letting City romp home by 15 20 points um i know it sounds pessimistic and it's tough after a loss but just my thoughts um obviously it's still an all to play for in the in the semi final in the second leg next week um either side i think with brentford sunday isn't it so hopefully you can roll them over but yeah it was a it was a worrying sign that the front three that we're going to see for the next month Uh, Just couldn't really have any impact on the game. So we'll wait and see what what happens on that front. But, yeah, a little bit disappointed tonight. Um, And it kind of showed flaws in the squad that fans have been pointing out for a while. We don't want to go and spend 100 mil and 50 mil on players um, like City do. All we want is reasonable backup to kind of cover ourselves when when moan when marnie go away and clearly that's that's not been given to jürgen and we're paying the price i think
0: you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel